Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast here on WXAN Radio FM 103.9. And if you're listening to us on the Internet across this great country, the good old U.S. of A., you can find us on www.wxanradio.com. That'll take you to our website, and on the page of the website, you'll see a a link where you can click on it, and you can listen live. Listen to the broadcast and listen to the scheduled programs here uh, on WXAN. We're grateful to Brother Danny and Leanne and Will and Tish and the gang here. It's a good group here at WXAN that are worshiping the Lord and serving Jesus Christ sharing the love of Christ, the gospel, the Bible. The Bible is preached and taught here, and that's what we want to do is surround and saturate the airwaves with the Bible, God's holy word. So we're glad to be with you this morning. I am Pastor David Pinkerton, your radio pastor, and I'm glad that you've tuned in today. Text someone, call them real quick, tell them to tune in, 11 o'clock on each Saturday, Central Standard Time, from 11 to 11.30-ish, somewhere like that. We've got the news involved a little bit, and a few other things going on that takes some of the time, but we'll use what time we've got left, hopefully, to encourage you with the Word of God. And if you're here today and you're not saved, you don't know for sure you're going to heaven when you die or that the rapture would take place, that you would be caught up, then you need to know Jesus as your Savior, and you can do that today. You can invite him into your heart and be saved by his grace through faith in Jesus and him alone. But I am David Pinkerton. I'm glad you're here. If you'd like to contact me, feel free to do that. You can reach me via my email address, and my email address is drdave, D-R-D-A-V-E, one three at gmail.com. That's Dr. Dave one three at gmail.com. A couple thoughts before we get into today's message real quick. Grab your Bibles and go to Acts chapter four if you would. We'll get ready for the sermon, Acts chapter number four. But I want to thank the Lord. My wife Dorinda and I have been in, in the great state of Missouri a few times in the last month in Fredericktown, Missouri, uh, specifically at the Second Baptist Church with the good brothers and sisters over there in Fredericktown, Missouri. And they're currently looking for a pastor as well as the Irondale Baptist Church in Irondale, Missouri. And uh, we've been dealing with those folks, trying to encourage them and help them. Uh, find the man of God that they are looking for. So you pray for those two churches, if you would, specifically at Second Baptist Church in Fredericktown, Missouri, and Irondale First Baptist Church in Irondale, Missouri. If you're listening today and you would like to contact me about speaking at a special event or coming to preach, if you have a small church that's struggling I'm more than glad to come and help with you and encourage you. I've got an invitation. I want to thank the Lord uh, via WXAN recently. Uh, Some listeners have contacted me and asked me to come and be with them at their church, and that's the Saratoga Church down in Lick Creek, Illinois. 
Saratoga and Lick Creek, the Lord willing, we'll be meeting with them here before long. So give us a call. We'll be glad to help you out, or rather email us, and then we'll get into the phone calling part later. But glad you're here. God bless you. It's a beautiful day outside. And we're glad you're listening to the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Remember, the Good Tidings radio broadcast is taken from the Scripture in Luke chapter 2 about the virgin birth of Jesus. And this is Good Tidings to all men. So Jesus Christ is Good Tidings to all men, and He's Good Tidings from the Word of God. So we want to encourage you this morning. All right, Acts chapter number 4, Acts chapter number 4, and we're going to begin reading here in just a moment in verse number 13. Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 13. Now I want to speak to you this morning, entitle the message in the form of a question. And that title today would be, Have You Been With Jesus Lately? Have You Been With Jesus Lately? Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Verse 14, And beholding the man which uh, was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves. Verse 16, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Verse 17 of Acts chapter number 4. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them, because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. And in verse 21, for the man was above 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing was shewed. Now, in Acts chapter number 4, and verses 13 through 22, I want to ask you this title and this question again. Have you been with Jesus lately? You're a Christian. You've trusted Christ by faith to be your Savior. God has redeemed you by the blood of Jesus. He has... He has filled you with the Holy Spirit, and God has given you all the tools necessary, the Word of God and the Holy Ghost, to be a a victorious Christian in this life. But as we go through life, folks, if we're not careful, we're a lot like those who we associate with. You see, when God saved you, He birthed you spiritually. He brought you to life spiritually. You were dead in trespasses and sins until you trusted Christ by faith as Savior, and then God quickened you or made you alive spiritually. Now, He didn't save your body. We refer to that as the flesh, your body. He enlightened and quickened, and He uh, gave you life spiritually. 
the new birth. Remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, that's a spiritual birth. He cannot see the kingdom of God. So have you been born again? Have you trusted Christ by faith to be your Savior? Listen closely. God does love you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus. God sent Jesus, his only begotten son, born of the Virgin Mary. That's why we celebrate Christmas, the virgin birth. Jesus lived a sinless life when he was on this earth, doing nothing but good, telling the, speaking about the kingdom of God and the words of God. And his intention, primary purpose, was to die vicariously on the cross, to take every sin that me or you have ever committed, that every human being's ever committed. God took every sin you've ever committed. You've not reached the point where God won't accept you. God has took every sin you've ever committed and every sin you'll ever commit if you live to be a thousand, which none of us will. And he took those sins and he put them on Jesus Christ, his son. And Jesus became our sin bearer, the Bible says, because God took those sins and put them on Jesus. He was our substitute. In, in seminary terms, we call that the vicarious suffering of Christ. He took our place. God punished Jesus in our place to pay for not Jesus' sins, my sins and your sins, the sins of humanity, the sins of the whole world. And Christ Jesus offered his own blood. A blood sacrifice was what was demanded for the redemption of humanity, not a water baptism, a blood sacrifice. Not a church membership, a blood sacrifice. And Jesus is the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. He shed his blood. He was buried in the tomb, and we just celebrated recently Easter, which we celebrate his bodily resurrection from the grave the third day. Now, Jesus has paid for your sins, and God has accepted his payment because he raised him from the dead. Now, if you will recognize you are a sinner... The Scripture says, for all have sinned, Romans 3, and come short of the glory of God. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We have nothing to offer God as payment for our sins. That's why Christ died for us. We have nothing to offer him. And we come to Jesus recognizing we're a sinner, as the Bible says, accepting that fact. We know that. And then we listen to what God did for us, that he gave his only begotten son. And now, if you will, by faith... Put your trust in Jesus to be your personal Savior from the sincerity of your heart. Asking Jesus, it's called repentance. Repentance is not quitting sinning. It's a change of mind. It comes from the Greek word metaneo or metaneia, and it means to change your mind about. That's another sermon for another day. But you repent of your sins by you see yourself as God sees you as a sinner, hopeless and hell-bound. And then you ask Jesus to be your Savior. God, by grace, forgives you when you put your faith in Jesus. In other words, your trust in him to take you to heaven. If you'd like to invite him into your heart right now, I want you to pray with me. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. I am trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior. Now, if you've done that, you need to contact us here at the uh, at the radio station. We'll be glad to pray for you. We got Bibles, things like that. Get a hold of WXAN Radio. Let us know. Email me. Let us know. We'll be glad to help you because we want to help you now grow in your faith. So let's go back to the sermon real quick. Have you been with Jesus lately? 
Well, in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 13, the Sanhedrin were the supreme court of the Jews in those days, but they were unspeakably corrupt. Sounds like Joe Biden. It sounds like uh, the Clintons. It sounds like a lot of politicians uh, federally corrupt. Well, they were the Sanhedrin. They were corrupt as well. They had passed on their offices through their family, regardless of qualifications. Sounds like what's going on today. They were money hungry. They were power hungry. And they were blindly hypocritical. That's the Sanhedrin, the controlling political force and religious force of that day. These also, the Sanhedrin, are the ones who had crucified Jesus. And now the apostles are preaching that Jesus is alive. He's been resurrected, they're telling the world. And the Sanhedrin, they're threatened by it. And they declare war on Christianity. Here's the first persecution of the apostles, folks, as they are all jailed. Later, they're going to suffer many beatings, and they're even going to suffer executions, as we know. But here in the middle of this passage of Scripture, in this story, if you would, a statement is made that we cannot pass up. Look at verse 13. It's profound. Verse 13 of our, of, our, of our Scripture text, look at that, Acts chapter number 4. Let me get over here and pull it up for us to see. I want you to know this. I'm doing this. Okay. Acts chapter number 4, look at verse 13, the last portion of that verse. It says what? And they took knowledge of them, that's Peter and John, that they had been with Jesus. That is profound, needless to say. They had been with him. They had been walking with him, talking with him, and learning from Jesus for three years. The disciples saw him heal people. Many others saw him, Jesus, heal people. And many who were healed saw for the first time in their lives that they were now no longer blind, but they could physically see. They were no longer deaf. They could physically hear. They were no longer lame. They could physically get up and walk now. And remember Lazarus when Jesus brought him from the dead? Folks, they had heard the sermon about um, Jesus Christ live. He spoke it. They took, these apostles had, and these folks had took Jesus' rebukes, and they learned, and they were comforted when uh, things happened in their life. They were scared. They saw the crucifixion of Jesus from a distance, and, and folks, he, he reminded them, hey, I'm going to be crucified in three days. I'm going to rise again. And he approached them and let them know after that, uh, the resurrection that he was alive. And remember, Peter talked big that he wasn't going to deny Jesus. And John, he didn't talk big like Peter did. John just kept his mouth shut and followed Christ. Peter said, I'll never deny you. And we know that he did. But these people, these Sanhedrin had seen that Peter and John had been with Jesus. They took note of that. And if you've been with Jesus, you'll never be the same, and neither will I. We're a new creature, a new creation in Christ. And that should be the same for us if we've been with Jesus. Now, let me ask you a question. Do other people around you take notice and knowledge and marvel that you have been with Jesus? Or can they have a hard time telling you've been with Jesus by the way you speak, by the way you act? Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is conforming us into the image of Jesus. And every day the Christian, the child of God, should look into the Word of God, reading the Word of God, and we have intimate fellowship with Jesus in the Word of God, the 
and we are changed as we read the Word of God and are having fellowship with Christ in our spirit, and we are changed by the Holy Spirit of God into the glory of God and into the image and the likeness of Jesus. Can people tell that you've been with Jesus Christ? Now, I want to submit these points with you as we've got a few minutes left. If you've been with Jesus, and people can tell you've been with Jesus, here's how they're going to notice. People can tell that you've been with Jesus because being with Jesus will change your talk, your dress, your walk, your actions. It'll dictate the way you spend your money, the way you uh, live your life and spend your time. So I submit to you a few points this morning, and that is this. Can people tell that you've been with Jesus? Because being with Jesus will change, number one, your love. Having been with Jesus, you will love the people of God. Now, I can say before I became a Christian, June 18th, 1990, that I didn't love Christian people before I got saved. But when I trusted Christ and was born again, all of a sudden I had this love for the church, the people of God. People are going to notice, do you have a love for God's people? Do you have a love for the Bible, the Word of God? Do you have a love for the things of God? Do you have a love for people getting saved? Do you have a love for souls that if they die without Jesus, they go to they go to eternal judgment? It's called hell. Hell is real. Hell is real as the United States of America, and so is heaven. But people that are not saved or know Christ as Savior, their personal Savior, go to hell when they die. Do you have a love for souls that are lost? Do you support mission works? Do you support uh, ministries like WXAN Radio? You should. We all should. This is fertile ground. It's preaching the gospel of Jesus. Christian radio, folks, and Christianity is under attack in today's culture. That's nothing new. But do you love the things, things of God? Do you love lost souls? Do you love missionaries? Do you love your pastor and church and the people that you fellowship and worship with? If you've been with Jesus, it will change your love because you'll begin to love the things that Jesus loves. Secondly, if you've been with Jesus, it'll change not only your love, but I submit to you, it'll change your loyalty. In verse 13 through verse number 20 of our text, I want to read some of that with you again. Look down at your Bible, Acts chapter 4. Verses 13 through 22, but I want you to take a look as we consider this subject of being with Jesus will change our loyalty. Verse 13 says what? They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could not, or they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, They conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them. Have you seen a miracle in your life lately? If not, why not? Are you looking for it? Are you asking Christ for a miracle spiritually? Could be a miracle healing. Could be a financial miracle. It could be some kind of a miracle that you need God to intervene in. Why aren't you asking him? The scripture says in Jeremiah, what, 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. But in this context of verse here, in our text, they could not deny the fact that a a miracle had been done. And they said, done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. 
and we cannot deny it. Verse 17, Acts chapter 4. But that it is spread no but that it spread no farther among the people, let us straightly threaten them. John and Peter, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Now, don't you realize that human beings tell you not to do something in the spiritual world? They've got a motive. You go ahead and speak Jesus, preach Jesus, teach Jesus, go on and sing Jesus, go on and do and lift up Jesus Christ. Verse 19, but Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. Verse 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Praise God for Christian people that got guts. Some Christians are so intimidated. You're intimidated by the federal government and Joe Biden. You're intimidated by any kind of bureaucracy. Someone says boo to you. Don't speak. Uh, don't pray on the football field or the basketball court or the locker room. Don't pray in a school-sanctioned event. You'll get in trouble. Why would you be afraid of what people can do to you? Peter said we ought to obey God rather than man. Folks, you have God-given rights, and you also have, as an American citizen, uh, constitutional and in declaration of independent rights. Don't give up your rights. Don't let the devil discourage you and frighten you about singing in Jesus' name or speaking in Jesus' name around the coffee table or the coffee shop or wherever it may be just because people don't like it. Too bad. They better get right with God or they'll go to the lake of fire consequently. You've got a Savior that loves you. Tell the world about him. Tell the world, be loyal to Jesus. But Peter said, hey, whether you like it or not, we're going to do it. And I, I like that bravery. I like that, that kind of an attitude. You see, Peter and John's loyalty is being put to the test. And they ace this test, I'm glad to report. And you and I are tested nearly every day, every hour, whether we'll be loyal to Christ and do what's right. Because a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And in verse number 19, they said, hey, we're going to hearken to man or God. Well, we're going to obey God, they said. And folks, the day may be fast approaching in America where you're going to be challenged on uh, if you're going to be out in civil society that you can't speak the name of Jesus for fear of offending somebody. Well, too bad. Get over it. If someone's offended because I'm a born-again Christian and I'm a gospel preacher of Jesus Christ, too bad. Get over it. God saved me. God called me. I'm going to speak in his name, lay down gospel tracts in his name. I'm going to promote his name. Jesus is the only God, folks. He is the only way, the truth, and the life unto the Father. These false religions in the world are nothing more than fake religions. As Donald Trump used to say about the corrupt media, it's fake news. Well, the devil has fake religion in the world today. Religion will send you to hell. Salvation, faith in Jesus, will take you to heaven. So if you've been with Jesus, your loyalty is going to be changed. Are you more loyal to Christ? or to your employer, or to the government, or to the state, or to some bureaucrat, some corrupt politician. Folks, it's important that we are only loyal to Jesus Christ. Now, yes, we are law-abiding citizens. The Bible teaches that, and we certainly intend upon doing that. However, we are going to have our, 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 our focus upon Christ and our loyalty to Him, consequently. So, 
Peter and John said, hey, we're going to do what God wants us to do, whether you like it or not. Now, folks, remember this. The devil doesn't mind what goes on in your church, as long as you don't take your faith outside of the church. The devil won't oppose a kindling a fire in the church as you get excited about Jesus Christ and the things of God in your worship as long as he can succeed in dousing your fire before you leave the door of the church. And that happens to a lot of Christians. They're on fire shouting, praising, singing God, worshiping God in spirit and in truth in the church. They go outside and completely are quenched by the devil. He'll quench your fire if you let him. But folks, we're the salt of the earth, and as long as we keep the salt in the salt shaker... We are no threat to the devil or to the culture. If you've been with Jesus, not only will will it affect your love and your loyalty, but thirdly, I submit to you, if you've been with Jesus, it'll affect your life. The idea that you can meet Jesus Christ and not be affected in your very lifestyle is completely foreign to what the Bible says. Folks, the Scripture makes two things clear. You don't change your life in order to get saved. Number two. If you truly get saved, your, your life will change. You'll desire the things of God. You'll desire the things of Christ. Why? Because you've been birthed by His Spirit. Folks, religion says turn over a new leaf and God will accept you when you die. That's not true. You must be born again. So your life will change if you've been with Jesus Christ. Now, it's important to recognize this. You spend time with Jesus... And it'll affect your spiritual aroma. People can tell whether you've been reading your Bible and praying. People can tell by the way you speak, by the way of your your conduct, your work, your attitude, your disposition, that you've been with Jesus. You spend time with Jesus, and it'll affect your spiritual aroma. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And that's a new Christian smell. Can people tell? H.A. Ironside pastored the Moody Church in Chicago. And he had to deal with a well-known atheist one day who was trying to contradict the Bible. The atheist challenged H.A. Ironside to a public debate. And H.A. Ironside said to the atheist, and I quote, I'll agree to debate if you'll follow one condition. I'll bring 300 people who claim their life is better because of Jesus Christ, and you bring 300 people who say theirs is worse because of Jesus Christ. End of quote. The man said, I can't do that. Okay, Ironside said, bring 200 then. Nope, I can't do that. He said, then bring 100 people. He said, "Uh, no, I can't do that. Then bring 50 people who would say their life is worse because of Jesus. And the atheist said, I can't do that. Why? Because people are better for spending time with Jesus. You want to be the Christian you need to be? Get back to spending time with Jesus one day at a time. Personal devotionals. Prayer time. Just spend time with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus lately? This is and has been the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am Dr. David Pinkerton, your radio pastor, please tune in again, and you have a wonderful day in Jesus Christ. And get with Jesus so the world will know that you have been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus? I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. 
man 